0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham, with a bonus podcast edition because we were able to use NSA technology and track down the bar in which P.J. O'Rourke is currently inebriated. P.J., we've got you on the phone. You have to talk.
1: Honestly, (laughs) it's quite early in the day. I've only had three (laughs) or four. (laughs) I'm sober as a judge, or at least sober as a judge on that national security court we have deciding whether our phone transmissions can be given to um, NASA or not.
0: You know, here's what I, want to f- I don't understand. Was Cory Booker the only person who didn't see the Anthony Weiner news story? Is he the only guy who doesn't know who Carlos Danger is? Because when the stripper starts tweeting you and you start tweeting back, the East Coast loves you, dude, this is not smart moves. This is not a smart move during a campaign.
1: Yeah somebody's not reading the drudge report. <laughs> <laughs> just, I can uh, I lo- you know I think that uh, one of the greatest political tragedies we've suffered in uh in in recent months has been the uh the collapse of the Anthony Weiner mayoral campaign and the uh, <laughs> collapse uh, uh, of the Elliot Spitzer, uh, whatever he, he was running for—dog catcher, or, really <laughs> yeah, public health officer, Mayor
0: D—I think he was. Who actually Mayor D? Yeah,
1: hall monitor. He was. He just. I just. I love these guys. You know, any public office will do. You know, if I can't be, <laughs> you know, if I can't be a senator, you know, I'll be, I'll be the, uh, I'll be the downtown f- fish market inspector. Right.
0: Well, he has shown a lack of dis- discrimination when it comes to where he's willing to park his vital assets in the past. So I guess this is the, so the deal speak. here. So the <laughs> the democratic war on women wages apace from Filner in San Diego to, not a not, Cory Booker wasn't really waging war, but it is, I just, you know, I used to run campaigns and I, right now, if I were in the campaign business, I'd be seizing the smartphones of every candidate and going, no, you can't have this back <laughs> no. until you're sworn in.
1: No personal communication devices of any kind, please. You know, confine yourself. Uh, you know, people accuse um, um, Ted Ted Cruz of giving the same speech over and over again. Right. You know, there was uh, uh, Andy Andy Ferguson was talking about that in the, in the uh, last issue of the Weekly Standard, and. Uh, and, uh, well, there are worse things than giving the same speech over and over
0: again. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. Uh, Ted Cruz uh, is supposed to be the, you know, uh, the latest troglodyte in the Republican lineup of Cro-Magnons that they send out. He's stupid. He's crazy. He's a bomb thrower. He can't do math. And, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that the guy who has the most attention in the political world right now, including President Obama, is Ted Cruz. Everybody's watching what this guy's doing. Well,
1: I just it's interesting you bring him out because he was just up here, I think it was just two weeks ago, maybe three. He was up here for a, um, um, a little political fundraiser, and I kind of think a little test of the waters of... of, for, of, of for our of
0: listeners, New by the way, up here means New Hampshire. Yes, it doesn't right, mean exactly. where your cur- uh, it doesn't uh, mean uh, yeah. it
1: doesn't mean not high a
0: exactly where your current libations have taken you you mean geographically in the <laughs> Please, northern part honestly, of the United States. I don't
1: States. start drinking till lunch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I even let it go until noon. Uh. <laughs> you know, the um, uh, a drunch a combination of drinks and lunch <laughs> <laughs> it could catch on. Uh, anyway, Ted Cruz came up here, uh, the uh, uh, Ambassador Patron and his wife, Augusta, who have been longtime great supporters of the Republican Party, and they, they put on a little fundraiser for um, for Ted at their house on the side of Mount Monadnock. And so this was Ted speaking to uh, like a, an, an older, tr- more traditional GOP audience, not Tea Partiers at all. And believe he rocked. He rocked. He was really great. He was incredibly personal. Uh, he had nice things to say about me, so I am a complete sucker for <laughs> life. I'm, t- I'm totally in his pocket. And also There's also a fellow who used to work at the Cato Institute and who was my assistant when he, w- when he was young, a fellow named Max Pappas, um, went to London School of Economics, um, just a brilliant guy. And he is uh, on Ted Cruz's staff as his as Ted's chief economic advisor, and believe me, Max, um, Max can crunch the numbers, uh, and and of course, you know, Ted's got like this CV that will make the rest of us wonder what the heck we've been doing with our life. You know, I mean, where, where does anybody come off calling him dumb? Right.
0: No, you now I agree, but here's what's interesting to me is I'm told that uh, you know Ted Cruz and the right wing radical Republicans just want to destroy everything. They don't want democracy to work. They don't want the political process to work. But who is it who has announced? I will not negotiate. I will not discuss this. We will not compromise. It's President Obama and Senator Harry Reid. They basically have stuck their fingers in their ears and gone la 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 la. Yeah, it away, I can't Obama. hear you. I can't, you. La, la, I can't la, la, la. hear you. You know, I was uh, speaking to my uh, my my daughter goes to uh,
1: um, the Dublin school up here in Dublin, New Hampshire, and I was speaking to um, uh, their government classes um, um, on Monday. Um, I have to interrupt you right
0: there. How many pages was the permission slip that parents had to sign to let you in the classroom with
1: their kids? Yeah, fortunately it's a boarding school so parents don't know what (laughs) the heck is going on. (laughs) No, they're wonderful kids. And, and, you know, a couple of them asked questions about political deadlock and I said, well, you you guys are young, you know. Let me (laughs) tell you something about political deadlock. First place, 1861, that, that was polarized. This is nothing. The second place is that Americans are kind of split down the middle on a lot of these issues, and we elect our politicians to represent us. And if Congress uh, and the political establishment in Washington weren't split down the middle, when we, the American people, are split down the middle, that'd actually be creepy. Mm-hmm. You know, that wouldn't be democracy. I so said we got to, and it's going to take a while to work these things out because half half of Americans want more social services to be paid for by other people, and half of Americans are. Other people. <laughs> we have the same argument at our house with our teenagers. You know, it's uh, it, it, it's a. And I, I said the other thing is, I, I, I said that you know there are worse things than, than government can be. There are worse things government can be than paralyzed. Um, so I am old enough to remember when, when when Washington was, like, boldly marching forward with the Gulf of Tonkin Revolution right into <laughs> Vietnam, you know. No paralysis involved, and gosh, that turned out great, right. you know. So, so sometimes you can, like, sometimes there are worse things to do than nothing.
0: <laughs> you know, one of the things that's interesting to me, though, PJ, about the ongoing debate about Obamacare and the budget and the continuing resolution, et cetera, et cetera, is how little time – in particular the mainstream press, is spending on whether or not Obamacare works. Does it actually do what it's supposed to do? Now, we know, it's, you know the promises have been blown up. It is going to add significantly more than a nickel to the deficit. No many of you won't be able to keep your doctor or your health care. But just like, for example, if you, if you read certain news outlets like the Wall Street Journal, you can read the articles on the software failing and no one knows how much this is going to cost, et cetera. But if you just watch CNN and CBS, you would think everything's going swimmingly if it weren't for those evil, dastardly Republicans.
1: Yeah, well, of course, There's. I, I, I'll, I'll give the journalist, being a journalist, uh, I'll give the journalist an, an excuse on this. That bill is 1,856. I might not have the number exactly. It's 2,000 pages long. <laughs> it is 2,000 pages long. And therefore, let us stipulate that no one who voted for this bill from the top of the food chain, uh, uh, President Obama, all the way down to disgraced New York's Congressman Anthony Weiner, no person who voted on this bill has ever read it. There aren't enough hours in the day. Some poor staffer may have had to had to read it, you know. Some some and lawyers are having to read it. But the reason reporters don't give us a clear picture about Obamacare is because what reporter? has got the time or the ability to translate government pig Latin right. to 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 actually read that and it's clear that 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 the Obama administration didn't read the bill because now that it's time for the bill to be implemented they're having to put off sections of implementing the bill because they turn out to be like more complicated than the human mind can possibly contain. But PJ, you know?
0: people won't even—they won't even debate you on it. Here's how every debate I've had about Obamacare has gone: the obot will say, "I love Obamacare, it's great." Then I will start listing out the facts of actual costs, impact, delays, etc., and then they'll go, "Well, you know, I never wanted Obamacare. I wanted one—you know—single payer." So even the people who supposedly defend it won't defend it. They throw it under the bus ASAP.
1: Yeah, well, well, and and that and that's likely to cause the bus to tip over, <laughs> as I pointed out. This is a tall stack of paper.
0: <laughs> by the way, uh, for people who want to have a great time talking about politics but get away from some of the ugliness of it, I understand you're heading off on a cruise with the uh, Weekly Standard folks.
1: Yeah, it's a great. The Weekly Standard does these cruises, you know, and and unlike some of of uh, of the other cruises that are sponsored by magazines. They don't just bring in, like, sort of stock standard um, uh, um, speakers. They bring the magazine. They bring the people at the magazine. And, and so the, and, and, well, the Weekly Standard has got real depth of bench. I mean, not only are, are these people entertaining and fun to be with, but they really know stuff. And they're there to, like, talk to the readers. They're not there to give the pat little prepared speech that they, you know, give right. to the Rotary Club and, to the and, 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 you know, to Davos <laughs> <laughs> and, and whatever. Uh, so you're not getting canned information. And it's, um, it's a cruise that starts out in Rome, goes all the way around the Italian peninsula, it winds up in Venice. I'm picking it up in Venice. I, unfortunately, I couldn't get away for two weeks to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the second week. Um, uh, my wife and I are flying to Venice and picking up the cruise, and then we go down through the Greek islands and we wind up in Athens so that we'll get to find out what America is going to look like in 20 years. <laughs> I want
0: we'll de- like to exactly, <laughs> you know, can you confirm what it look
1: like exactly, because we're not going to get a Parthenon, but
0: what it will be like. <laughs> can you confirm or deny that you and a shirtless Vladimir Putin will be arm wrestling at the conclusion of this of this cruise pj
1: i i strongly strongly deny that because uh, for a number of reasons uh, one of which is that i'm pretty sure sometime over the next year vladimir putin's going to come out of the closet
0: (laughs) (laughs) pj o'rourke the one and only thank you so much for joining us on this very special edition of the weekly standard podcast please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates i'm your host michael graham